Join with computer. You're using the computer audio. Yeah, now open it up. Yeah. Make a bit. Now you just need to wait for Hello, the girls. Rabbi. Hello. Hello. Grab a chair. This is your screen. You press your screen. Press mm -hmm. your screen. You have your stuff. Where's your drive? Did you minimize all your stuff? No. So you need to first minimize it, and then it's going to be somewhere here, and you press it. Let's see. Okay? So minimize this okay. so you could go somewhere. Now go to your drive. Okay. Minimize okay, it. Okay, so you don't need to She does what she's doing. What? what did I do? Close it? No, minimize it. Minimize it. Now go back to your thing. Press mm -hmm. No, press this big. Okay. Now go to share, share screen. Where's your drive? Here, you see now when, when you'll press it, press it a mm -hmm. second. Now it's going to share your screen. And if you want to press this minimizing thing. Yeah, well, I can just open this. Yes, but make it a line. Make it as a line, Tati. Because you don't want to see it on yourself. Make it as a line. And then, no, make it back to here. Because you don't have people. When Right. Now go ahead and share screen. Make this bigger. Go minimize okay. this. Make this bigger. Go back to here. Okay, can I get off? Yeah. So that's all you see that's small? No, no, no. You're, it's meant to become bigger. Go to here. Go to the square. No, I made it smaller. No, it's meant to I don't know how to share screen, so whatever she's telling you is more than screen. I know. Yeah. Okay, I'm no, okay. go back to your to your drive. Where's your drive? I'm trying. No, I'm pretty sure here's, here. Here, go to your drive. Here's your drive. Yeah. No, here's your drive. Press it. Exit. Why exit? Wait, so one second. Should I make these things small? Should I open this? No, now I've I'm trying to take pages off to my. Show. Now I'm meant to. So, now I'm trying to okay, take well, off I'm my. Phones, okay. 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 I'm, I'm happy to help with this. Okay. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So right now, your screen sharing is paused. Your screen sharing is paused. So, do you want to be sharing now or no? Want to bring your tissue, please? Yeah. Well, uh, I will once we start, but not this second. Click, click stop share so that everyone can just focus on. Okay. So right now it's on everybody, and then when you're ready to share, then you'll click oh, share screen. I guess any metals on right now, right? Yes. Okay. Let's see if anyone turns up. Just tell her to and then just do it after with the girls. Is anyone else coming? No, I they did, said they were on their way. I did one mistake. What's that? I forgot to make copies of the sheets for you. Oh, okay. So I'll look at Zoom on the phone. Yeah, so I have to apologize. Can you just get regular tissues? Yeah. Oh, okay. More environmentally friendly this way. What? More environmentally yeah. friendly this way. Yeah. This is, it's fun? Yeah. I'll use this. Thanks. So just how we did, like, just how you did it now, just the girls, when the girls come. How are you, Rabbi? Thank God. How are you doing? Thank God. Doing good? We went for a walk today. Oh, nice. That is important. So we're going to start in like two minutes. Maytal, you there?
Okay, welcome, Susie. Hi, Rev. So you guys can uh, watch on Zoom? No, I got my phone. Yeah. Okay. We will start at seven o'clock, which is in one or two minutes. Welcome, Shani. Does this have a, uh, I guess, can you hear? I guess so. Is the audio, is my audio working? You can just let me know. Yeah, we can hear you. I, think I can't hear. Maybe this, I think that one doesn't have a speaker. It doesn't have a speaker. So that actually works. So you might just want to talk directly into One the second. Rachelea, um, Razel, do you have the earphones with the speaker? Oh, you know what? So that I just use yours. I can't use mine. Do you have ear, Razel, do you have earphones with the speaker? If you don't mind. No, 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 Tati, it works also without a speaker. I do it always with these ones. Hello, people. I have to apologize. I totally forgot I did not prepare sheets for you guys because I thought we were doing it on Zoom. But if you go on Zoom. Okay. I'm telling you, I just Okay, we are starting. Yes, welcome guys. Okay, can you hear it now? Is there, do you hear the recording? Yes. Yes? Yes. You can give me a thumbs up or let me know somehow that you can hear. Yes, we can hear can you. you. Hear? Mm. Yes, oh, okay. So the recording is coming through. So we are uh, firstly welcome everyone who is online. Uh, the new may not Zoom Yeshiva. But we also have four women who have been quarantining here at the Mayanot family since uh, Purim. And so we have our uh, on, uh, offline Yeshiva. These are the holy women who have been keeping the fort of Torah together here in Jerusalem. So what we're going to start today is we are going to learn about tefillah. The problem of learning tefillah is that it's a huge topic. Um, guys, I'm sorry, I didn't make photocopies for you guys. So uh, I really apologize. You might have to connect. Yeah. So the idea what we're going to do is uh, we know that the tefillah davening is broken up into different parts. You have Birchas Shachar, the blessings in the morning. You have Psuke de Zimra, 
you have the songs of praise, then you have birchat, kriyat shema, the blessings for the shema, then you have the shema, and then the blessings after the shema, then you have the amidah. So there's four parts. Birchat shachar, the blessings for the, the blessings that we wake up in the morning. Psuke zimra, the songs of praise. Birchat, kriyat shema, and shema, the blessings for the shema and the shema. And the fourth part is the Amidah, is the, uh, is the Shemone Esra, the eight, which is called the 18 blessings or 19 blessings, or what we call the Amidah. Amidah means the standing blessings. Now, after that, we have Tachnun. There's actually four parts. Tachnun, Ashrei Ovalotzion, the Yom, and Oleinu. And the way it's understood in Chassidus that you have a sulam mutzav arza, the symbol of prayer, when Yaakov came to Harahamiriya, came to Mount to the Harabayas, and he said, Manoira Mokima, how awesome is this place? And he had the famous dream, the dream of the ladder, of the of the Malachim, um, the angels going up and the angels going down. And that was in a way the symbol of prayer like the Zoyar explains. And Echsidus discusses at great length how each of the four parts of prayer are four rungs of a ladder as we go through the four worlds, Asiya, Yitzira, Bria, and Atsilas, and also the four levels of the Neshama. So, it is a process and a journey. My goal tonight and the subsequent classes is not to talk so much about the Hasidus of davening or even the history of davening and the development of the prayers, but really to focus on the Amidah itself, the Shemayne Esra. And the reason for that is because when you look in the Gemara, what do we call guys? In the Gemara, how do we call prayer in the Gemara? What do we call prayer in the Gemara? In the Gemara, it says tefillah. And when the Gemara says tefillah, what is it referring to? It's referring to not the Birchas Hashacha, not Pesuket de Zimra. It's referring to the Amidah. Because the essence of prayer is the Amidah. Those 18, or today it developed into 19 blessings, is the essence when we talk about in Gemara and Halacha, tefillah in Gemara, tefillah that means the Amidah. And that we say three times a day, right? Many of the other prayers, for example, the Psuke de Zimra, the songs of praise, and we don't say in Mincha, besides the Ashrei portion, which happens to be the essence of the Psuke de Zimra. Which, by the way, if a person can't daven all the Pesukah de Zimra, you say Ashrei. But, uh, uh, and, and Mayriv, there's no Pesukah de Zimra. But, so therefore, the essence, the essential structure of the prayer in all three prayers, Shachos, Mincha, Mayriv, is the Amidah. So by looking at the Amidah, I want to take every week, look at one of the 19 blessings. Look at the history of that blessing, 
and look at some of the meaning, um, both on a, a structural level and also on a spiritual level. So we want to take each of the 19 blessings and try to find the relevance for each and every one of us. Sarah. These are a lot of new terms for me. Yeah. Can you just repeat it again? So there's Birchas HaShachar. Okay. So I'll, I'll repeat it again. Birchas HaShachar is the blessings in the morning that we say. Psuke de Zimra is second shlav. It's the second rung of the ladder. Is the praise. We're praising God. A lot of it is looking at the beauty of the world, looking at the sea and the trees and the animals and seeing God's handicraft. That's, and the third shlav, the third lat, rung of the ladder, is the blessings for the Shema and the Shema. And then the final, the essence of prayer, when the Gemara says, Ka'avdei like a servant standing in front of our master, that is the time of Shmeina Esra or the Amidah. Shmeina Esra means 18, the 18 blessings, or the Amidah, which, what does the Amidah mean? To stand, because we stand like an angel. Why do you put two feet together? Because an angel looks like it only has one foot. Yes, Jamie, question. Uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll uh, go over this, but... And are those terms interchangeable always? Shmona Esra and Amidah? Yes, the terms, yeah. Usually, uh, I'm trying to remember, the uh, Amidah is used, used more amongst Sephardic Jews, oh. and Shmona Esra is used more amongst Ashkenazic Jews. Um, I think the, I was going to look this up, I forgot. I believe the source of the word Amidah is actually rooted in an expression in the Zayar, hmm. which makes sense. The yeah. Svardim, uh, I think so. I'd have to check that up. I'm not 100% sure. Shmeinesra, we understand, because originally, the, um, originally the, the text of the Shmeinesra, of the 18 blessings, was 18 blessings. Only later, um, in the time of Yavna, after the destruction of the second temple, was the, in, was the Velamal Shinim, one blessing introduced, so became 19. So now, one, why was it, why did we, why didn't we just change the name to, instead of Shmenesra to take, you know, Chayesra, 19, the 19 blessing. Well, first it would sound strange. <laughs> no, but why? Because first, it seems like for so many hundreds of years, they used the term Shmenesra, that became the name, even though you don't change, you know, um, uh, I guess when the first, I have no idea of the history of, uh, you know, whatever. Anyways, so sometimes names stick even though they're no longer uh, relevant. But I saw another shot which was very nice, that Chayisrei Baruchos, 19 blessings are temporary. Because when Mashiach will come, the world will come to an awareness and consciousness of godliness and holiness come to a consciousness of God, you're not going to have they'll have all these heretical ideas. Being aware of God will be obvious, will be natural. So you've got to drop that blessing. So it's only temporary. There you go. Okay, so what do I want to do today? Um, I want to do a little bit of an introduction 
two tefillah, which is also uh, an introduction to the Amidah. And, uh, and then next week, start with the first of the brachot, which is called Avos or Avot, the forefathers, and, uh, and look at each one individually. But before we do that, I want to sort of create a framework. And the, today, I want to first look mainly at the nigla, at the, uh, the Gemara, the structure of the tefillah. How do we get to 18? And why is it structured in the way that it's structured? Yes, question. Sorry, this is another contextual question. Um, so you were saying that all of these four slash five components are involved in chakras, mincha, and maris? Chakras, mincha. No, no, no. This is only chakras. What's oh, what, the Amidah, the Shemene Esra, is, is the essence of the prayer in all three. Because the Shmonesra is the Amidah, is the essence of the prayer. It includes, as we'll see, all the facets of organized prayer. So I want to start um, with some of the. Uh, so I'll see if I can share this screen. Let's try. And to look at some sources. Um, <clears throat> okay. This is not what I was looking for. Stop share. Um, where is my drive? Yeah, where is show all windows? This one. No, but that I want to. That was not. Uh, there's another place. This is in my from my drive. Okay. Uh -huh, maybe I can just go back. So that's not yeah. the right. File. Oh yeah. Okay. Here. Yeah. Okay. Do people see it? I can see it on mine. Yeah. Okay. So first and foremost. Uh, I saw an idea which I think is very beautiful. Firstly, just in general, the idea, the big question often asked, the big question often asked is, you know, why is it so necessary to pray? And is it only about asking for our needs? You know, and doesn't God know what we want already? So first, I just want to, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't believe I can answer all these big questions. But I just want to share one thought, which I think was, to me, very meaningful and uh, helpful uh, to try to understand uh, a little bit about what prayer is and what uh, uh, davening is. So if you look at the first pasuk, it says, Vayoyma Hashem Elikim El Anochash. So this is the story of Adam and Eve. We all know the Adam and Eve story, Adam and Chava. They were in Gan Eden. And then the serpent, the Nochash, suggested or uh, made, suggested that uh, Adam and Eve eat from the what's called the forbidden fruit in Western culture, which was known as the Chet Eitz the sin 
of the tree of knowledge, right? And they, this was the only mitzvah that they were given not to eat from. And uh, according to the Medrash, they only were supposed to have to wait about, what was it, three hours, I think, till it would become permissible. But in any case, the, uh, it, it looked too good and they were not able to hold back and they ate from the forbidden fruit. And this was the Chet Eitzadas. And all three, Adam was punished, Chava, Adam was punished, Eve was punished, and the serpent was punished, right? Now, what is the serpent's punishment? So if you look at the first Pasuk, because you did this, you are cursed from all the animals, uh, all the wild beasts. You will go on, you will crawl on your, your belly. And dirt you should eat. And uh, I think this is a chassidah shavart. What do you mean? And dirt you should eat? Your food is the dirt? That actually sounds not so bad. Man has to work hard, right? Human beings, if you want to eat, you have to, by the sweat of, the, of thy brow, you have to work hard. You have to try to get a job. Have you tried to get a job these days in COVID-19? Forget about it. You can't get even a job. Yet the nochos, the serpent, doesn't have to worry about getting a job. The food is everywhere. The makolot's always open. It's there. Well, it's... What? Koi mechayecha? Well, this might be the first place it's mentioned, yeah. But it's mentioned other places by remembering Egypt. Remember in the Haggadah, you say, Kol So part of the curse here is not necessarily pshat, the simple meaning of the words. The curse is that the food is always there. And, they di- and the serpent does not need to ask God for it. God is saying, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Here's your food, leave me alone. Go, take it. We know that when there's no rain, what does the Jewish people do? We fast, we pray, we pray for rain. Why do we have to pray for rain? Whoever was praying this year did a good job because the Kinneret is almost over overflowing it's full so uh i don't know was it you jamie sarah i don't know who it was but one of you guys prayed very very well did a good job but what's the idea there's a relationship god he said i want to have a relationship with you which means when you have a need pray ask You know, part of the beauty of a, a relationship with our parents is that we, when growing up as children, we need our parents. That's the way we were created. We're not like some animals in the, in the wild. They're born and off they go. Human beings need the parents. And on a spiritual level, we need God. 
Does God need our prayers? No, but God wants a relationship with us. And we want a relationship with God. So is this implying that snakes have no relationship with Hashem? Maybe a very different relationship. I don't know. I really don't know. It would know. be hard for me to accept that snakes have no relationship with Hashem. Right. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Certainly not in this verb. Look, this is going into a whole idea of if you probably, do you know the Shira? The Shira, what is it called? The Song of All the Animals? Each animal has a song? Yeah. You never seen that? Oh, I have to show it to you. Oh, okay. There's a prayer. Each animal has its own prayer. Not in our sitter, but it's in many, there are found. I'll find it for you. Wait, really? Like, I'm serious. A prayer for what? Like, I'm, I'm just, you'll see it. You have to, uh, I'll show it to you. Is it like a song praising the animal? No, the, each song has its own prayer. Each animal has its own prayer. Like it's a prayer from the animals. From the animals. Yeah. A prayer that they do. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I don't want to get too... Okay, so that is one idea. The idea of prayer is more than just asking for our needs, is more than asking for our needs, is creating a relationship with Hashem. And in a sense, it becomes the time to become cognizant and aware of the inner spirituality within us, the godly soul. That's why there's an expression in Tehillim, Vanit Fila. I'm a prayer. It doesn't mean I'm a prayer. I'm a prayer because I have a neshama, a soul that's actually praying. So in a way, the daily rigor to pray every day is to try to come in contact with our inner prayer, with our inner soul. Now, one more idea that is brought down in many places, um, you see in the text where it says, tefillah x palel, right? If you look at the root of the word tefillah, it's pay lamed lamed. It's the second, uh, that line. So the word, if you look in Shmois Chof Aleph Chof Beis, chapter 21, verse 22 in Exodus, it talks about a judgment. You go to the judgment, to plilim. It uses the word plilim. In modern Hebrew, if you want to say a criminal act, person did an act which was criminal, you say plili. People ask, if I do this, is it plili or not? Right? If you walk in the street now without a mask, you'll get a fine, but it's not plili. It's not criminal. No, mishpat is a judgment, but it's similar. It's related to that idea. So plili means criminal. It's related to the idea of judgment, to judge. That's how it is in the verse in Exodus. So therefore, palel means to judge, to, differenti to differentiate to clarify, because what's a judgment? You're differentiating what is permissible, not what is not, to clarify what the case is. So, tefillah or lehit palel, to pray is to judge oneself, to ask, who am I? What am I? What is my purpose? What is my goals? How am I relating to God? That is palel. And I didn't write this in the notes, but 
this is brought out in many places that it's amazing when uh, you, let's say when you say <clears throat> the word to get dressed, right? To dress. Lil Bosch, right? Someone is, you know, Lil Bosch to dress. To dress yourself is what? Lehit Labesh. So hit pa'el is reflexive. So in Hebrew, when you say, I'm going to daven, you don't say le palel, to daven, to pray. You say lehit palel, as if you're davening to yourself, you're davening with yourself. What does that mean? Because it's understood, lehit palel, I'm judging myself, I'm working my, on myself, I'm developing myself to come closer to Hashem. So it's sort of lehit palel. It's an inner work. That's why in the Gemara and Tainus, again, this is not on the source sheet, in the, in the tractate Tainus, it says, Vavat, um, so when it talks about, it talk, when it defines davening and prayer, it says, avodah, Shebelev. It's the work of the heart. In other words, I have to go into my inner being. And perhaps that's the challenge of prayer, where often when we do a mitzvah, it's the physical act. Prayer is that, I'll call it a mitzvah now, is that mitzvah, that relationship where there is a physical act, right? There's words, there's prayer, there's even structure sometimes. But the essence of the prayer is the work with the heart, the intention, the focus, the inner yearnings, the meditation, the contemplation. So again, like I mentioned, I wanted to focus more on the structure, on the, um, the external aspects, aspects of prayer, more the, the Gemara, the halachic aspect, and to help people, to help one understand what is the Amidah, how does it work, and how the Siddur works based on that idea. Now, I want to make clear if you look in the Chumash throughout, here's just a little bit of history to understand where the Amidah comes from. Okay? We have a, we have a prayer book. Some of you have a Kohos, the Chabad prayer book, the blue English one. Some of you have an art scroll. Some of you have a Koran. This prayer book developed over quite some time, a thousand years and a lot more. But the oldest part of your prayer book is certainly the Amidah. So, now what is Amidah? A prayer book, a Siddur. A prayer book means formalized prayer. It's formal. So there's two types of prayer. The spontaneous prayer prayer from the heart, prayer in your own language. And then there's a more 
how would you call it? Official uh, uh, structured. structured prayer, which was ordained by the, by the sages. So in the Chumash and the Torah, we find many times, you know, Eliezer, before, who is on a mission to find a wife for Isaac, he prays to God, God, give me success. I should be matzliach. I should be successful. That was a spontaneous prayer. There's Avram, davens to Hashem to save Saddam. There are many, many spontaneous prayers. Moshe Rabbeinu prays for Miriam to heal her from the leprosy that she was stricken with. And uh, so a little bit of history. The uh, first temple was built by King Solomon around, I don't remember the exact year, let's say around 950 BCE. And that was the beginning of a formal centralized worship. And then 410 years later, the first temple was destroyed. And the Jewish people, or B'nai Yisrael, the Israel went into exile. And many were taken into exile to Babylon and other places. And they were there for 70 years. What story happened at the end of the first exile? So the first temple was destroyed 586 BCE. And then, uh, so therefore, the exile went to about 510, right? BCE, around that, I remember the exact dates. Okay, what famous story happened at the end of the Babylonian exile? Chanatzivia, Purim story, right. The Purim story, thank you. Achashverosh, Esther, Mordechai. Now Mordechai, it says, he was one of the Ansheik Nessus Agdoila, one of the men of the great assembly, 120 scholars and leaders, spiritual leaders. Other, two other famous leaders who were members of the Ansheik Nessus Agdoila, towards the end of the Babylonian exile, that was, do you know? Ezra and Nehemiah. Ezra and Nehemiah were the leaders who brought back the remnants of Israel back to the land of Israel, and they built the second temple. It was not simple, it wasn't easy. And this was the end of the period of the prophecy. Prophecy came to an end with Esther and Mordechai. They were the last of the prophecy. That's why the book of Esther, the Megillus Esther, and Ezra and Nehemiah, the book of Ezra and the book of Nehemiah, are the last books that were introduced and brought into the, um, into the uh, Tanakh, into the Bible. So which is the last? Is it Mordechai Esther or Ezra Nehemiah? I believe it's Ezra Nehemiah. I believe they, maybe Divra Yomim might be after, I'm not sure exactly the chronology, but uh, they were the last great individuals, the last great prophets. What, 
is there a relationship I'm missing between the Quran story and... No, no, I just wanted to give you a little bit of historical bearings. I see. So you're saying it it was after the Quran story, Ezra and Nehemiah. Ezra and Nehemiah was after, yes. Yes. And Mordechai and Esther, or or, or both are considered some of the prophets? Yeah, Esther's considered a prophet, prophetess, prophetess. and Mordechai, yeah. They had prophecy. It says, that's what it says in the Gemara, the end of prophecy, yeah. So Ezra and Nehemiah were the final prophets? I think so. I'm just trying to think now if they were considered actual prophets. But their books are considered to have be written in Ruach HaKadosh. Yeah. So they come back, now you have to remember when they, when they returned, it wasn't this great return. Many of the Jews did not even want to go back. They'd started assimilating to a great deal in Babylonia. And when they came to the land of Israel, many of the Jews who had remained there had intermarried with the local tribes. So it... When they came back to Israel. Israel. And it wasn't so easy. It took a long time to build the second temple. And they required permission from the Persian rulers. Now, you can imagine they were very assimilated and it took a huge educational, firstly, the fact that Ezra and Nehemiah had the charisma to start bringing the people back to Judaism. And many or all or many or most left their non-Jewish wives and they started creating, creating a Judaism which became more communal. So, for example, the reading of the Torah in public. And one of, one of the, what was created then, what the Anshe Knesset felt, was because they had lost all connection to authentic prayer and even to the Hebrew language, They required to be given a structure of prayer that they could relate to, that they could even express their prayers in a clear way. Now, I want to read the way the Rambam, let me see if I can scroll down somehow. How do you scroll down here? Oh, okay. Also, I think, can you like... Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. Sorry. Thank you. We can like move around like that. Okay, so it's bigger for like everyone. Fingers, like I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So why isn't it going down? Oh, you have to press on this. Go like this, two fingers, like push up and down, kind of. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay, I'm just learning this. Sorry, people who are out there in Zoom land. I'm uh, trying to figure out this all down. This is a new, uh... okay. Just, so, just to summarize what you just said, so you said because of connection to authentic prayer and Hebrew language was lost, they did what? So the to... Anshik Nesegadola realized that they didn't have the ability to pray properly. Okay. 
And therefore they created a structured prayer, which is the Amidah. So the Amidah goes back to the beginning, to the end, or the big end of the, the beginning of the uh, first temple era, around 500 BCE. Sorry, I made a mistake. Sorry. The beginning of the second temple year. Thank you, Sarah. Not for you. We'll be having, making all these mistakes. You're keeping me on my toes. Okay. So I want to quickly read the Mishnah Torah, which is the Rambam, to see, show you how the Rambam writes this idea. And by the way, if you get a chance, the first chapter of Hilchas Tefillah, the first chapter of the laws of prayer in Maimonides is an excellent introductory chapter to prayer in general. Now, I only quoted here in the sheet uh, uh, Halacha, paragraph four, uh, the fourth uh, Halacha, and because we don't have enough time and there'll be too many words, too much text. So try to keep the text to minimum. But I want to just quickly read. I'm going to read in Hebrew and feel free to read in English if you can see it or if you can't see it on your screen, can you? I'm learning. Okay. There you go. I got most of it. Mishnah Torah Hilchas Tefillah. Everyone see the text? Kivan Shigolu Yisroel B'mei Nebuchadnezzar Arosha. Once that you can follow in English and... Uh, it should be close to what I'm saying. If it's not close to what I'm saying, then I'm probably making a mistake. Okay. Kivin Shigal Yisrael Bimei Nebuchadnezzar Russia. Since Bnei Yisrael were exiled in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, the evil one, who destroyed the first temple, and they were exiled to Babylon and to the Mesopotamia region. Nisarvu Bepras Veyovan Veshar Umes, And they got mixed up with the Persians and the Greeks. Interesting, he says the Greeks too. The Sharumis, the Noldulem Bonim Baartasagoyim, and they had children in foreign lands. The Oison Habonim Nisbalbalu Sephosom, and their language got confused. They had many different languages. The Kivan Shoyim Adaber. They were not able to express themselves in one clear language. In other words, they couldn't speak a clear Hebrew. It was mixed with other languages. Only in a confused fashion. So they couldn't express the thoughts. So what does he say? Like he quotes from Nehemiah. They were speaking foreign Ashtudis languages like a, some type of Aramaic dialect. They, they were not able to speak the Hebrew language. He didn't have the tools, the ability to really express themselves adequately and ask for what they need. need or to praise God in the holy language. In other words, the Rambam, the Gemara understands that praying in Hebrew is ideal. 
It's only through he who has a certain energy, a godly spiritual energy, the energy, the language of creation that connects in a deeper way. Until when they would pray, they mixed all different types of languages. So now we're going to Ezra. Ezra obeys When Ezra and his Bet Din saw this, they they organ they established eighteen blessings. And what were the eighteen blessings? Shalosh Rishonis Shavachlashem. Three blessings which are a praise to God. The And three last blessings, the three last blessings is to thank Hashem. And the middle ones, should I read it in English better? Yeah? It's clear? The Emtsoiyas and the middle blessings, Shaila's Kol Hadvarim Shehain, is the request that every person needs. The Chol Chepse Ish Ish for each and every individual, and for the entire community. In other words, he says, three beginning prayers, the three first prayers will be Shevach, praise. The last three is to express thanks to Hashem. The Emtsoiyas in the middle, which turn out to be 12 if you have 18, are the requests, both individual requests and public requests. Kadeshi Aruchus Bifiakol, the Anshi Knesagdoila desired that these prayers should be clear and organized. The Yilmado Aisan will learn them, but he had Phyllis Elohe Iglim, Phyllis Schlemek, Phyllis Bala Loshna Tsacha, Hatsacha. I'll go to the English that this. Why is it so? That this, uh, we should learn that the prayers should be clear in their mouth in the same way as all those who have a clear command of the language. And for the same reason, they arrange in a fixed form all the blessings and prayers for all the Jews. So the substance of every blessing should be familiar and current in the mouth of one who is not an expert in speech. So out fillers are rooted in the time of the Anshikness Sagdoila, from which is which is over two thousand years, five hundred BCE. I'm trying to remember in the Cairo Geniza they found very old manuscripts of the Shmona Esra of the eighteen prayers. It'd be interesting to look up exactly from what year they found it. Is it only from the Middle Ages or much prior to that? Um, but there's some very early remnants um, in the Knizah. Uh, I can't see it on the question. Amen. Um, you were saying, so praise, request thanks, or praise, thanks, request? I'm going to go through that in a minute. So, 
I'm, I'm trying to understand the Rambam, the Maimonides, and the Maimonides is based on the Gemaras and other sources. It seems to be that Chazal, or in this case, the Anshe Knesset Dela, the sages, felt there was a great need to create a structure of prayer in a clear Hebrew that every single Jew should have access to. And it could be, and I'm going to just express my own personal feelings, I don't know if this is true. A lot of times we'll say, isn't it better to pray spontaneously? Isn't that more real? Isn't that more authentic? And uh, very often it is more real and more personal. And, you know, the established filler, you know, or structured prayer is not excluding personal private prayer. On the contrary, personal private prayer is very important. And Reb Nachman, Reb Nachman of Breslov, it's very, very central to his teachings, the idea of speaking directly to God in your own speech, in your own language. Very important. Five minutes? Oh, we, we've got a lot to cover. No, 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 no. I need, a, I need 10 minutes, sorry. Okay, okay, give me a few minutes. Okay. So, quickly. I'm going to speak quick. We've got five minutes. Director of the program is... Uh, <laughs> You've got to be careful where you have your class. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I think part of it is, Chazal understood so often, people, if we don't have structured prayer, we're not in shape. The only way to be in shape is to exercise every day. So one of the ideas is very often people who come into a situation who never pray, God forbid they're in the hospital and sick. They always, very often, this has happened to me. People ask, how do I pray? It's not part of their lives. So the moment it's part of our lives, we have the tools of praying. Sometimes it will be deep. Sometimes it will be almost by rote. Now, always by rote is a problem. By rote. But I remember once hearing I remember once hearing from Rabbi Schusterman, who's a rabbi in California, he was giving a shir and he said something very beautiful, very meaningful. Very often we pray and it's very inspirational. The words are meaningful, especially things are happening in our lives, right? Many of us have gone through a lot of emotional experiences and difficulties and suddenly we're praying to God with much more inner yearning. It's more meaningful, more real. We're not so busy running around because we're in a different situation today. But sometimes the prayer is not as deep and not as spiritual and not as meaningful. So he said, you know, sometimes you just go to have a coffee with God and just say hello, check in. And that's also important. I want to say two points quickly. Uh, even though 
There's a lot to discuss about this, but for next class, I want to move on to the first prayer. We have to keep moving. Um, the first thing is the Gemara and Brachas that I have over here in the sheet. Do you see? Omer of Yehuda. And this is important to understand. This is central to the structure of, uh, uh, of the Amidah. And in truth, it's the structure of all the prayers. This Gemara is the source of what the Rambam Maimonides said. So Maimonides mentioned it, but this Gemara elaborates. Omer of Yehuda, of Yehuda said, a person shouldn't ask for the personal needs, not in their, in the first three blessings, not in the last three blessings, only in the middle blessings. Right? The Omer Rabchanina Rabchanina explains the way to think about it is as follows. We show us the first three blessings. is comparable to a servant who arranges his prayers, his sorry, his praise before his master. Before you ask for something, create a relationship. You're amazing. Thank you. You know. Don't just come in and ask. The first thing you come in and ask. The way I think about it, when the little kids were really small, not today, but when they were really small, so I'd, I'd, I'd be in the States for a trip, let's say for 10 days. I'd come home, open the door, and the little kids would say, Tati, what did you buy me? Hello. Just walked in, say hello. Do you want to give me a hug first? Let's get... Okay, before you ask, create a relationship. Shevach. I have to finish? Okay. Then you have the middle blessings is praise, is sorry, the requests. And then afterwards, when someone gives something, you thank you. I appreciate it. It's truly appreciated. So that's what the three. 12 and later 13 and then 12 and then three. Now, um, we, we have to stop in a minute. I just want to share um, before we go there. Uh, how do you do that? How do I go to the other? The other, I had another page. Okay, um, click back. Or go to my drive. Uh, I think it's the tab at the top of the screen. You see it? Yeah. The, the, my drive. Oh, I see. That one? Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's like all the one. Oh, yeah. Here. It's already open. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Can you see that? Here is a, a, a clear, a, a clear um, table where you see the 19 blessings of the Shemayna Esra. It's broken up. The first three is the praise, the shevach. The last three is thanksgiving. And the middle 12 or 13 is the requests. And even the requests, what we're asking for, half the requests are personal requests, my personal forgiveness, my personal redemption, my personal healing from sickness, blessings of prosperity or whatever it may be, or or Parnassah, and then what the nation needs. 
Gula, redemption, justice for the nation, return of the kingdom of David, and so forth. So here is a, a, a clear table so you can see the structure. And the truth is, that's the whole prayers always begin with praise, requests, and then thanks. Psuke de Zimra, Shmenesra, and then uh, the after blessings. So I just want to, in conclusion, one area I did not touch upon, which we can't really discuss, is the Gemara in Brochus, and it's under source sheets, which we didn't get to. The Gemara in Brochus talks about the prayer of Hannah. Her prayer goes back to the temple in Shiloh, not the tabernacle in Shiloh, which is about 1000 BCE. And her prayer was so intense and so real. The Eshbeches Nafshi, I poured out my soul. That became the paradigm of prayer for the sages. And they modeled the Shmoyne Esra and the way we pray from the prayer of Chana. So unfortunately, we don't have enough time to learn that, but it's the Haftar of Rosh Hashanah or I think it's the first or second chapter of Shmuel is the story. And then it's a Gemara, it's in my source sheets. I think it's page 34 oh, in the Gemara. You can look it up on Safaria. You've got the English over there. Sorry, I made a mistake. Brochus 31a. The Gemara discusses the prayer of, of Hannah. It's really beautiful, very worthwhile to learn. Unfortunately, we didn't have time to learn it together. And Bezrat Hashem will continue next week with the first blessing of the 18 or 19 blessings of the Amidah. Stay tuned and we'll be in touch. We should have an uplifting spiritual prayer this week. How do you end it? Go back here. So click the red stop share and then go to end meeting.